0: welcome to another edition of thinking like a lawyer i'm joe patrice hey there joe patrice hi Kevin rubino and we are also joined by chris williams hello hello and we are all from above the law and we do our usual thing here which is we talk about the weekly stories uh on above the law from the week that was uh but first we you know show the little personality with
1: small talk.
0: S- spa- some a little <laughs> bit of small talk. Hey, what's up, everybody?
1: Hey, it was a pretty exciting uh, week of college football after sort of the cupcake schedule of the previous week. There was uh, Texas at Alabama.
0: Nice, nice, nice yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: now you, we're going to get to hear that Texas is back for a couple of straight weeks. That'll be It's really going to stink
1: because it's going hand-in-hand hand with the Cowboys utterly obliterating the Giants on Sunday night football, which was awful. Yeah. Uh, it literally it was the worst game of football. And not, I don't say this just because I'm a Giants fan, although I am, <laughs> but... Oh my word, was it just a terrible display of the sport, <laughs> let alone, it certainly was not one that deserved primetime billing. And it was just the, just an utter disgrace. It looked like you had like third graders playing against mm-hmm. a professional football team. Yeah. It was wildly bad.
0: Well, you know, hey, you all have given a long-term contract to that quarterback, so uh, Jesus, what good job. a terrible
1: job. idea. <laughs> it's what a terrible idea. Man, th- that's the that's this crappy part about being a fan of of any team, right? Is that you're bound by these like millionaires' decisions that are not always smart. There Wait until sound. you hear know
2: what it's like to be a citizen. <laughs> mm,
0: yeah.
1: So that was uh, how I spent a good deal of my weekend was watching the old football. How about yourselves?
0: I watched I watched a bit of it too, although I also was dealing with. Uh, Power outages and Mm. stuff. Uh, It's been storming in the Northeast, so I struggled with that. I went to
2: a uh, housewarming party and I saw what may have been the best costume ever. They were a biblically accurate angel, Mm. (laughs) so they had so they had wings and like googly eyes super glued all over their like their face and like on their torso. And I was like, one, this is amazing. Two, please tell me you didn't super glue (laughs) googly eyes to your face.
1: was it a costume party where other people in costumes or was, <laughs> or, or is it a house party where only one person
2: was in costume Well what is the thing uh I don't think housewarming is
1: costume appropriate most times I mean it's it's uh
2: it's uh, it's October, approximate, I guess, and like if you're throwing out that party, is get-
1: that is pushing it that <laughs> that is some um, September erasure going on right there. But <laughs> listen, listen, people play
2: people play Christmas music in May. At this point, it's it's. You're, pick whatever wh- he's how.
0: wearing a Christmas shirt now.
2: <laughs> this isn't about me, okay? This isn't about me. This is about the biblically accurate angel who was not the only I person mean- in costume. There was one person who was wearing a black turtleneck, some jeans, and some uh, like non non specific shoes. So I was like, "Ooh, Steve Jobs," and they were like, "No," and I was like, "Oh, you're bearded Foucault," and they were like, "No again." So then after that, I just stop guessing people's costumes.
0: <laughs> well, putting aside the weirdness of costume parties in in September, we're going to <laughs> conclude our small talk period. And move on to the topics of the week. Uh, so, let's talk about big law uh, summer associate gigs and uh, and how to schedule them.
1: Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Listen, so you,
0: you were a summer associate. I was like, a summer associate. And what what happened there? Was it fun? It was so much fucking oh, fun. Yeah.
1: It it is it is the reason why it, it's just a, it's a good time. It's it's absolute great events. Lots of expensive food and drinks and general merriment all to trick you into thinking that being a big law lawyer isn't going to be the worst
0: yeah but it is yeah no uh it's great i mean you have a lot of
1: what was your favorite summer associate event when you were a
0: summer associate? that's a great question i'm not even sure i can remember all of them i in many ways it was the it was the after party stuff uh you know there would be an event like a ball game or whatever and you know you'd you'd bond with a few people who were mid-level senior associate, whatever, and then afterwards, five or six of you would go all to a place and and just be able to chat in a, in a bar or whatever about what the job was like, and and build. Stop those it! You were not
1: talking about what the job
0: was like. The after party. Oh yeah, you were. Stop it. it. it well, yes, no, absolutely, because you were complaining about the various <laughs> partners and what they'd given you. Yeah, but but that's still talking about the job in a I serious guess, way.
1: I guess. The, obviously, there were a lot of like plays and like you said, sporting events. I remember doing Shakespeare in the Park. Uh, but uh, we also, uh, I when I was a summer associate, we did. Um, a fishing event uh, mm. out on the Long Island Sound, and that was ridiculous and fun.
2: Yeah, was Lito there?
1: <laughs> it was not. It was not in Alaska, <laughs> okay. so no he gotcha. he didn't he didn't make the trip out. But
0: you know where you don't go on summer associate events, generally speaking.
1: Uh, lots lots of places I imagine are probably you shouldn't do.
0: Yeah. Well, strip clubs be one of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say pretty <laughs> clearly. So th- this came up on, on Reddit. Uh, to be Let's foreground this. This was not, in fact, a strip club trip uh, from what we've been able to gather, though it was kind of built that way on Reddit. On Reddit, it, it came out that Gunderson Detmer had taken Summer Associates to a place, uh, and there was video, and that video showed women in states of undress dancing uh
1: that's enough like i don't care if they don't have uh, if they're they're technically a a strip club that that's bad enough you don't i don't care what their license says
0: (laughs) exactly and and that is kind of the point of the story we wrote about this that you know this was probably an appropriate place to be taking folks in any event Mm -hmm. uh my initial read on this story was that it probably even though it was not it was still inappropriate it was probably something that wasn't official but rather one of those after parties that i was alluding to earlier though it now seems based on more digging that it probably was somewhat official uh, because this particular this particular club is the actual hotel bar at the hotel that apparently they did an outing at they all went to Seemingly went to Harrah's in Lake Tahoe, which is a thing you might do if you're summering in San, in the San Francisco office. And this is this is the club that's in the hotel.
1: Well, OK, not that this is good at all, but was it perhaps a situation where they thought they were just going to the hotel bar? And, yeah. oh, no, people are taking off their clothes, <laughs> in which case you'd be like, hey, guys, I don't think that this is the right I don't think this is right. How about we close out and and take the party somewhere else? Is the right response?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I and perhaps this speaks to the kind of uh, problems with lingering ways in which Vegas, Reno, Lake Tahoe operate. Uh, that think that the showgirl lifestyle is kind of the the way things are supposed to be, because that that's probably how you end up in a situation where the hotel bar operates like this. That said, it's not particularly useful for professional. Trips, So, yeah, it may, maybe Lake Tahoe is just not where you should be having the event at all. Uh, and if you
1: think. somehow inadvertently walked into this situation, wouldn't you and, and immediately would know that this was not appropriate for a summer event? And then, you know, even if you got people out relatively quickly, you would still say something. I would anyway to like that. Some some senior partner be like, hey, we need to address this with the group, because obviously this is not something We want on some place like Above the Law or Reddit or (laughs) Or Reddit is case (laughs) too. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want this getting some legs. So address it. Be like, hey, this is not our intention. We had no idea. Blah blah blah. We like to say something.
0: Yeah. So the the extra layer of this is Gunderson obviously has been like a lot of the big firms that serve primarily or at least substantially, shall we say, tech clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are in some degree of financial distress uh, in that they've been delaying start dates and laying people off. They no-offered several of these summers, uh, which, you know, is always a sign of trouble for a firm. No, it's not a good look. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that one of the no-offers was the person who pointed out to HR that this was inappropriate. Uh, I <gasps> Talk now, about not a good look. No, yeah, no, I... I Deep down, I, ha- I have very little reason to believe that this was retaliatory. I mean, they clearly are laying, uh, you know, no sure. offering tons of people, but doesn't look yeah, good. Yeah, at the point, yeah, at the point that somebody has Not already pointed out, hey, there's a <laughs> sexual harassment issue here, and the mm-hmm. response is that you don't get to work here, uh, even if it's for yeah. other reasons. Optics it never matter. looks good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, this is a little life lesson. Uh, don't don't do that. Uh, my story on this, uh, you can read in the, uh, in the notes, there will be a link to that and mm-hmm. you can read about it. I have a couple of zingers in there. I think, you know,
1: you do. I mean, I, I don't like to compliment you. It goes against, I know. it goes against my grain, but you do it a couple of, a couple of winning lines. Yeah. What's the, uh, uh
2: what's the recommendation yeah. for next time? Have the, uh, associate event at a 24 hour marriage bar in Vegas.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw. Uh, yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's just avoid the trips to to that kind of that, that that world. I mean, you're already in. You're already in San Francisco. There's there's a lot closer that uh, you could go to that would not involve people taking clothes off in any scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. In. I remember. like, we went to. I mean, well, I've done
1: firm events at like. Atlantic yeah. City, for sure, not summer events. Yeah, but firm See? Events. and I'll bet Atlantic
0: yeah. City has something similar to that. Or, oh, I mean, I would. I guess I don't know. Uh, I don't really go to Atlantic City much. I, I view it's it as kind balance. of like
1: you have self respect. Yeah,
0: I view it as like sad Vegas, and it maybe is. it's yeah. yeah, maybe it's so sad that they don't have that at all.
1: I, I don't make a regular habit of frequenting Atlantic City, but when I went, I did not. I did not feel like I was going to inadvertently stumble upon women taking off their clothes. That was not the vibe I got. When I
0: went, I was very concerned that somebody would strike a match and blow up hundreds and hundreds of oxygen tanks. Because <laughs> that's, yeah. that's mostly yeah. what I saw yeah. there.
1: Yeah. I-, I thought it was more likely to have, like, you know, a scab floating in <laughs> a-, a beverage than. Then.
0: Oh, well, Ugh. thanks for. Uh, Taking Oh, uh, great imagery.
1: <laughs> that, yeah. that was more the, the vibe then, oh no, is this a strip club that I've wandered into inadvertently?
0: The sad thing is you're not wrong. Like, I, <laughs> I can't even false you. <laughs> so on that note, we will uh, mercifully get out of the scab drink conversation <laughs> and have a break. Calidus AI cleverly supports you by suggesting relevant law to address your complex issues. Put in simple questions or longer fact patterns, then Calidus asks you to confirm if points are salient before proceeding. Use Calidus to check if you found all the key concepts, cases, and statutes. Calidus turns that into a high-quality, customer-ready document. Handle complexity confidently with Legal's most advanced AI platform get $90 off your first two months. Use promo code Joe at CalidusAI.com. That's C-A-L-L-I-D-U-S-A-I.com. Hey, Gee, what's up? Just having some lunch, Conrad. Hey, Gee, do you see that billboard out there? Oh, you mean that guy out there in the gray suit? Yeah, the gray suit guy. There's uh, all those beautiful, rich leather-bound books in the background. That is exactly the one. That's JD McGuffin at law. He'll fight for you. I bet you he has got so many years of experience, like decades and decades. And I bet, gee, I bet
2: he even went to a law school. Are you a lawyer? Do you suffer from dull marketing and a lack of positioning in a crowded legal marketplace? Sit down with Guy and Conrad for Lunch Hour Legal
0: Marketing on the Legal Talk Network. Available wherever podcasts are found. All right, we're back. What are we talking about next?
1: Well, we have a a follow-up. Last week's turn, we talked a little bit about Burning Man, Mm, as as legal podcasts are wont to do. You will recall that uh former acting solicitor general Neil Katyal uh, attended Burning Man, and there was those uh terrible uh, rains and flooding. And because of the nature of the soil there, it turned into this kind of slick muck, and it was hard to get out. And he recommended ways to get out that may or may not lead to trench foot. It was a whole vibe. But <laughs> in addition, uh, so we talked a little bit about the the trench foot stuff and people responding to Neil Katyal's you know revelation that he went and how he got out and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and Jeffrey Clark entered the conversation.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, He's-
1: and it's it's a generic name, so maybe it doesn't ring uh, too clear of a bell, but he is one of the 19 uh, co-conspirators in the Georgia Rico case, an unindicted co-conspirator in uh, the federal case. And he weighed in on Neil Cotiel's uh, post and said he called uh, Burning Man uh, a neo-pagan ritual, and says that he prays that these folks, meaning Neil Katiel, come to the light and realize the only path is through our Lord.
0: We are oh, all fallen
1: God. and need God and need to repent as a nation. The best part is Neil's a, a rather quick-witted individual. Yeah. And uh, Hindu and pointed that out, and and obviously the very uh Christian ideology that Clark was peddling, you know, do you not think I belong here? Sort of a vibe. But uh also pointed out that instead of Pontificating about his soul, perhaps his time would be better spent studying the criminal code. Yeah, because yeah, so
0: jo- yeah, Jeff's in some trouble. The interesting thing about Jeff, of course, is uh, he is prolific on going on the twitters and trying to pick fights with people. Uh, Ellie Mistal has often been tagged by mm. this guy, uh, who now you know has bigger issues. Uh, so it's it's fun to see. It's fun to see trolls end up on the wrong side. Yeah, George Conway think,
1: that a uh, more appropriate signature is your uh, most excellent inmate PO number. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, kind of a bow to put on this story. That uh, yeah, it's a, this a little,
1: a little fun. It, but it, it was a little surprising that I wrote that much about Burning Man. Uh, an event I is not is not really my bag.
0: We we didn't send any reporters there this year. Weird. So uh, strange. Yeah. I sent so, in so the application. I yeah no. I was man, ready yep. to
2: go. We would have seen yeah. Neil. It would have been a great thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what happens
2: when you ignore Chris. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was it was a lot of birdie man coverage for mm-hmm. an average for a legal blog. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that.
0: I think that's fair.
1: But, you know, when someone wants to spout off, you know, we're going to be there for it.
0: Okay, we're back. Let's talk a little bit about Big Law. We Don't have go a- to a strip club. Next. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess we already, we already <laughs> did that. So it, an interesting story that came out uh, it, it, over the last week or so is Gibson introduced a new feature, which is that they would be tracking... When people are in the office, uh, by doing by having a system where you can look up and see, hey, is somebody here today? Sure. Yeah.
1: Goodwin Proctor. Yeah.
0: Good. Oh, sorry. Goodwin. Goodwin. Yeah. yeah. It's see, okay. i G, uh, It's. Yeah. It's, it, it's G G yeah. firms. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They have a new system called Colleague Connect, mm-hmm. and you can find out who is in the office.
0: Mm-hmm. So, all right. So here's the deal. What, what do we feel about this? Uh, it, it, I, there's a range of of feels uh, from what I gather.
1: I mean, I think gut check, you know, initially is big brother, right? You know, they want to know who's the office. They're tracking it to make sure that you're in the office so that you can get your full bonus and they're going to penalize you if you're not. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that that's kind of the initial sort of complaint people have about it. But, you know, as our colleague Stacy Zereski wrote about this, it uh, points out. You know, you they always are able to monitor if you're there because you have to swipe to get in the building at almost every location.
0: Right. So, like, they already had the data Yate. of right. if you came in. Mm-hmm. I've been a kind of a defender of this uh, because, like, look, I, I don't think anybody likes being monitored. That said, the data of did you come in? They already had because everyone swipes because mm-hmm. we live in a world where you have to have that kind of security in places. What? What I see, and while this is not like some of the other programs that, uh, and hoteling programs that I've talked about in the past for law firm offices in a hybrid world, mm-hmm. this struck me as kind of a, a proto-hotelling concept where people basically put publicly blast out, hey, today is one of the days I'm coming into the office so that people know, oh, they're going to be there today. Oh, uh, well, maybe I'll come in if they're going to be there. Or maybe I won't come in because they aren't there uh, and somebody else can use my office, whatever. I think this is, look, it's not great, but the alternative is everybody show up Monday 9 to 5, you know, or 9 to 9 as the case may be in big law.
1: Yeah, I mean, some and some folks definitely kind of pointed to that. And I think that their, their point in, in creating this, this program is that you get to know who... Not just the firm doesn't just know who's there, but associates, partners know who's there. So if you're in the office and you're like, "Oh gosh, I want to," you know, do a quick run. Oh, so and so's in the office. Let me w- go by their office, see if we can grab a coffee together. Or oh, oh, I wanted to, you know, bounce something off someone, someone who knows about this. Let me see who's around.
0: Yeah. So we talked about this. We got in a fight about this on Legal Tech Week's journalist roundtable that I'm on. I took the side that this seems regrettable, but the lesser of two evils when it comes to either being in the office every day or not coming, you know, or not. Mm-hmm. One of the counters to the, oh, let's just see who's in the office to go for a run is once you're in the office, you know, you also had the opportunity to call them or send them a chat to find out if they were in the office. And so they thought there's not really a value. To this at that level because you could have reached out to them in other ways and i kept saying i think it's more for the it's not a tool that really helps you once you're all in the office but it can be a very valuable tool before you go to the office you know we're talking about firms that have global presences before you start your three-hour commute which is living like half a mile away from someplace in LA. Uh, before you start that commute, you can look and see oh somebody's going to be there so I will I will endeavor to trudge in today.
1: I mean I will also say that sending, you know, calling calling some who 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 calls that seems wildly old. Um <laughs> and, and formal, right? Like oh ding 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 bring bring like like that seems weird and see, formal and like a lot more to it than kind of casually like walking by their office or you, you know be like oh let me just pop up upstairs. That seems a lot more casual than
0: see. That's an interesting them. question. See, I view the phone as a as a ubiquitous way to contact people within a law firm. Like it's awkward to cold call somebody out that in the real world, but like within a law firm, I view it as like you just hit their extension and.
1: I mean, I don't think. I think particularly post COVID, right when people weren't in the office and hitting extensions, I don't think that that's. Did anybody how,
0: even try? That yeah, anymore? I that's mean that true. plus
1: you know the the advent of or not the advent, but the you know, Gen Zs now becoming lawyers. That's yeah. you know how time works, and I think that that is not a generation that you know made phone calls as part of like their you know adolescent rite of passage the way you know Gen X and elder millennials did. Yeah, right. Like making a phone call was was important and and you know you wanted a phone in your bedroom and and that kind yeah. of stuff and and that's not how it is anymore but but I do think that this sort of post covid world is a part of why firms like this are are make are trying to to do this and to encourage folks to come to the office, albeit in, in maybe a little bit of a ham-fisted way. You know, there was a, a bunch of surveys that uh, Law.com did about the sort of Zoom associates, meaning folks who joined the firm during or since COVID. And you have big law managing partners saying that they're, that those associates aren't where they should be. They have yeah. not developed, they do not have the skills X number of years out from starting at the firm that they that historically associates at that, you know, point have. Yeah. And that, you know, that is a real concern, right? If you have a third-year associate who can't third-level do that work, yeah. that, that's, why, that's why I think we are seeing some firms react by, like, you have to come into the office because yeah. they don't know how – the only way they know how to teach people is in person.
0: Right. And I think that's that's a failing on their part. But, it, but look, I, I I have taken the stance against fully remote. I think that there is a value to – this kind of soft training that happens by just kind of osmosis of being around folks. But I also don't think you need to mandate four days, the the specific four or three or four days a week everyone needs to come in. You just need them to, you need there to be a healthy presence in the office multiple days of the week. Uh, It doesn't have to be all of them. It doesn't have to be any specific ones. That just needs to happen. And I feel like I've championed efforts to make the office a destination people want to go to. And this is one of those. Uh, If you can have a system that allows people to find that. We had the recent, uh, there was a recent study that showed that the number one motivating factor to get an associate to go to the office is knowing that people they like are there, Mm -hmm. Uh, more so than the work and the training or whatever. And that makes sense to me. And that also seems like, that is how the training happens is by being there and so so long it doesn't matter why they're coming in so long as they're coming in so you create conditions that make them want to be there a system where you can see if your folks are there is a good start uh having fun things there having perks uh having a cafeteria like all these all of these cool little Mm -hmm. office perks are where money should be invested rather than trying to mandate people come in and frankly you can you can get a lot of those things on less off- square footage if you were smart about this. Which I know we always joke about law firms, lawyers not being the best business people. But if they were good business people, they could create a really cool office on a lot less space if they set their mind to it. Yeah,
1: I just think that this is go- this is going to be a continuing conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another one of the the revelations from these surveys are that. Partners saying that they just think that new associates are lazy. Like yeah. Fundamentally, they don't work as hard as previous generations of lawyers. And, the uh, you know, re- without getting into sort of the specifics of that, uh, one way to disabuse them of that notion is to get to see them in person, too, right? Yeah. To really sort of see them not just as, you know, this is the number of hours you build in a day, but I can, you know, know how you work because I see it, Yeah, which is part of it as well.
2: My thoughts on the range from, uh, from meh to I hope that there are initiatives put in place to her- prevent harassment. Because I know that like there's, it's easy to talk about, oh I want to make sure that my, see if my friends are working there. But what if there's a person you're actively trying to avoid, you know, and now they have access to, now they know if you're in or not. Cause I have no issue with like, say a manager or somebody you know if I'm in the office, it looks good for, uh, on me if I'm in the office, but somebody I'm actively trying to avoid knows where I am and is deliberately coming in on the days that I'm working i wouldn't like that you know and the thing about um see like we
1: have hr departments (laughs) right yeah yeah, but but they don't always
2: work you know and um like with like with pinging people like you you have these at the option to say like i'm away so like people know to not ignore you what have you but let's say you have this thing on they know where you are they decide to come knock on your door being being annoyance like i would hate for that to happen and it seems like this would enable that
0: yeah, I, I mean, I just feel like the alternative is everyone come in every day, right. uh, and then they definitely know where you are, <laughs> right? Like, at a certain point, at, at a certain point, if the, there's toxicity in the work environment, that there's not a great way around it. Without, without go well, without pro, HR, <laughs> yeah, w- w- without proactive steps, yeah, right. like yeah, avoiding it. I mean, is and obviously the 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 primary harassers are the. The managers so you know <laughs> having partners yelling at you so you know that that you can't really avoid sure but still it it's an interesting problem and i i don't i don't love the kind of surveillance here but i also think that it's better uh, it, it is a better solution than mandated but we'll see
1: lesser of evils
0: <laughs> yeah you know um and And I think it provides some really good data. Not that they couldn't have necessarily gotten this data from swipes, but, you know, swipes, who sees those, right? Like somebody is kind of on the staff side, probably. But, you know, you can have with this, a practice group in a certain office can look and say, you know what, my team, 90% of my team, always wants to be in on Mondays, that's when we're gonna have our team meeting. You know, like the first Monday of every month, because that's when most people are in. Rather than having it on Thursday when a ham-fisted, everyone comes in Tuesday through Thursday might have done it, you can look and see my people prefer Mondays or my people prefer Mm -hmm. whatever. and.
1: So, it's those kids are in Little League on Thursdays yeah, or yeah. whatever? And, yeah, because
0: people might be coming in for various reasons, and childcare being a huge one of them. You can individual practice managers can figure out what the best option is by having it democratizes this data a little bit mm. in a way that can can be leveraged uh, or should be anyway. <laughs> Hopefully, office managers are doing the same thing and rec- you know, if the lease is coming up, recognizing. that what they don't do and don't need. Uh, anyway, I I don't hate it is kind of my takeaway. Even though I know that a lot of people are
1: doesn't feel good, at least yeah. initially. We'll see how it all winds up getting implemented, I guess, and, and you know, in a year I'll we'll check in with the Goodwin folks, see where they feel about it, I guess. But yeah. I, I get the initial ick factor for sure, but but you make some some good counters that things are going to be changing.
0: Yeah, well, one, one point that people made was that it opens the door to kind of an, a bad form of peer pressure that like if everyone can see if you're in on that Tuesday when you wanted to be a home for Little League, now you're coming in because now everyone can see you were trying to be at home. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, but the alternative is you had to be in anyway. Like right. it, it's... Right.
1: The, the, we're not going back to fully. A whole whole offices are unlikely to to do fully remote work um, because of the sort of learning gap that we're talking about. So, in a world where something they want some sort of office presence, this seems like a more benign form of
0: it. Perhaps. It's more benign than mandates for sure. sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's uh, the week. Uh, you should be subscribed to the show so you get new episodes when they come out. You should leave us reviews to help out uh, the our position in the algorithm O legal podcasts. You should be reading above the law so you read these and more stories as they come out. You can check out us on various forms of social media. The publication is at ATL blog on the twits Catherine's at Catherine One. Chris is at Rights for Rent. I'm at Joseph Patrice there. I'm also on Blue Sky at Joe Patrice and Catherine's at Catherine Catherine One over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, uh, you should be checking out the jabot Catherine's other podcast that she hosts uh, i as i mentioned am a guest on the weekly guest on the legal tech week journalist roundtable having our hundredth episode spectacular this week it's a little sad because i'm not going to be able to be on it for the whole duration but we'll see uh you should check out the other offerings of the legal talk network and uh with that we will uh check back in next week bye
1: peace